Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We are bellying up to the bar today. Look, two weeks in a row, you get you get more Marine Corps every single time. At this point, most of you should be ready to enlist. Give me a call. I'll go ahead and do your 1966 for you. If you know what that is, you've definitely been in and you know the documents. So make sure you belly back up with us each week. But today, I brought with us a dad, a coach for twenty over 20 years, a championship coach, um another like i said another marine and a successful podcast host who talks about the one item that many of us own and call it ownership i don't know what else to call it but that's kids and they don't we've all heard the thing kids don't come with a manual so the best thing you can have is a coach to bring it on so we've got with us today from dad up podcast the host himself mr <laughs> brian ward <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much for having me, brother. What's going on? Oh, you already my, my buddy Tom Dunn already made what's up, Tom? <laughs> you need this because Tom's a dad and he's about to hit 40 years old. So, you know, here you go, Tom. You might need this one. He, so how, now you're what Florida right now? Is that where where you're at? Oh, I wish. Well, it always seems sunny every time I see you walking around. Where are you at now? Yeah, Southern California. <laughs> oh, man. I, I knew it was always – well, it's always sunny in California. Well, I'll tell you what. The last four or five days, it's been – I don't know if you've seen news or anything, but it's oh, been yeah. crazy raining, snowing. I was in just where an area, city near my house um, earlier today, and it was the middle of the day, and it started snowing. I'm like, I've never That's seen snow out here before. That's insane. Um, so, well, Yeah. Know. Now you said you spent all your time on on the left coast when you were in the Marine Corps, right? Uh, I, I spent all my time in uh, California. I spent some time in Tennessee, and I spent uh, I was on tour in in Okinawa. There is nothing funnier, and I know this is completely sidebar, very Marine Corps thing, than watching Marines on Camp Lejeune if there is a light dusting of snow, and I mean light, like the like the kind of thing that up here people wouldn't even pay attention to like somebody would be like, oh, did it snow? And every time there's like this big ditch on the side of the road, as you're coming in through the main gate, there is guaranteed to be somebody's car with a bumblebee exhaust. That's like just sitting off in the middle of that ditch. Cause he thought I can still do 90 through here. Every right. time. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's how it was today. It was a light dusting. Uh, and I only noticed it because I was looking out of my office window and I look, I thought it was raining and I'm like, no, that looks a lot like flaky. And I looked down at the ground and I saw all this white. And then I see all the people that were from the office that were outside videotaping. I'm like, you knuckleheads. Like, like it was like, I, I'm about to be a YouTube star because I've found snow for the first time. Right. I love those people. It is amazing to me. Well, look. Let's go ahead and get this house clean and done, folks, so we can get in, into it with Brian. We're talking today about that playbook for being being a dad. You know, yeah, most yeah, of us. Is one. <laughs> it's it's the playbook we all wish we had growing up. 
and most of us uh, at some point in time have committed a foul and we want to go back and go, man, wasn't that play in my book? So make sure you're joining us through the whole show. But all that being said, let's go ahead and get some house cleaning done. First thing over my right shoulder, if this is the first time you're joining us, that's called sticker and a cause. That's our big sign. You contact me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our email. They're all the above the bar podcast emails at gmail.com. And you let me know, hey, I've got something going on. I've got a cause. I've got something that I'm supporting and I would love to uh, promote it on your show. I'll give you the uh, address. You mail me out the sticker. We read about it live on the air so everybody can hear about what you got going on. Maybe you're a coach of a, of a of a little league team and you want people to know to, hey, come out and support our bake sale or whatever. I don't care. Reach out. Let me know what it is. But maybe your media needs some coaching and it's kind of falling behind. It, it's still running the, uh, the Liberty play, uh, the Statue of Liberty play, and it's just really not working out for you. Well, make sure you're reaching out to Media by Dibs. That's D-I-B-S. You can find Dibs on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram at Media by Dibs. And you can find him on LinkedIn as Andrew Dibble, D-I-B-B-L-E. And you let Andrew know that you're there to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation. That's media by Dibs. All right, coach. We're done. <laughs> Look at this. We, I didn't even plan this, folks. If you're watching the live, I did not plan for both of us to be wearing hoodies. Right. <laughs> we're both supposed to be coaching something. His looks like he's actually out to do something. For those of you that are watching the live, mine says coffee on it, written <laughs> with with rifles, and actually has a pocket where you can put your coffee cup in the pocket or an adult beverage if it's after hours. So we didn't plan this, but we definitely look like we're both coaching something. I should, should have worn one of, one of my Marine Corps ones. <laughs> I, you know, I could have grabbed that one. My Marine Corps sweatshirts don't fit me the same way as they used to. <laughs> they, don't, they don't feel the same. Look, and Tom, Tom, Tom out there, he says, I'm wearing a hoodie, though. It's not great. Well, it's all right. Well, his is like right. mine's like a heather gray. Coach is <clears throat> over there a little bit. Dark. Tom's part of the hoodie club. We're good. That's it. We're all, we all got hoodies. <laughs> That's it. We all got hoodies on today. So, all right, coach. So, so let's start right at the beginning. So, you over 20 years coaching, multiple championships coaching. Um, where did the you know, where did it come in that you said, man, I. I could probably start coaching some dads out there on how to get this done. <laughs> well, the co- from sports side of things, uh, I, I signed my older son up for little league at four years old. And the guy at the table said, Hey, do you want to coach? And I said, no, I don't, I, I know what baseball is. I know how to play baseball, but I don't know anything about coaching. And he goes, he looked at me and he said, bro, they're four. You teach him <laughs> how to swing a bat and run the bases. You're good. And I went, okay, maybe I can be an assistant or something. And then the assistant never showed up. So I ended up being the head coach. So it started from there for the sports side of things. Um, as far as the podcast itself, you know, I, I found myself at a, at a place where my younger son was a senior in high school. My older son at the time was in college. And I had been, an, I mean, just an all-in dad. Everything that they were doing, I was a part of. And I felt like, and we know this isn't true, but I felt like my dad journey was coming to an end. My younger son was about to go off to college, be independent. You know, I was looking forward to being an empty empty nester, but I was like, what do I do? Like my dad journey's over, like it's done. And 
um, <clears throat> was talking to a family member and they said, you know, there's one thing that I can say that you're really great at and that's being a dad. And why don't you look at possibly doing a podcast and talking to, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, celebrities, pro athletes, authors, you know, things like that about their dad journey in hopes that it inspires other dads out there. And I said, okay, you know, I could think about it. And I talked to my wife. She's like, you should, you should do it. You'd definitely be good at it. And that's really how it got started. And it's been going now for over three years. I got 170 something episodes in and um, I've been, you know, in publications, I've been on radio. I've been, I was featured on CNN two years ago. Uh, oh, wow. They did a segment on me on CNN. It's, it's, it's been really cool. It's been a lot of fun. And what I really enjoy the most about it is the connections, the people that I meet, 100%. the friendships that I've built. And a lot of them, 99% of them I've never met in person, in person, but I've built this connection with them, this friendship with them. And, and, and it's just carried on for the last three, three plus years. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Isn't it wild? So we must've started right about the same time. Cause I think this is, I have to go back and look, but this might be like episode 171 or something like that today. Yeah. I, I do one episode a week and I think it was October of 18, October, November of 18, something like that when I started. Okay, so I started in June of 20 and just one a week. There it was 19. There were some weeks where I did two here and there. Okay. Like, oh, I could do one on a Saturday or something like that. I've gotten so far away from that. I'm like, every Wednesday, 8 p.m., this is that time. But but it's interesting that I love that term you use, dad journey. Mm-hmm. Because I think we, as a dad, and I like that you said it doesn't end. Do you find now, because your sons are 21 and 24 now, do you, just curious, because I just had a recent conversation with one of my sons where I was like, you're 20, you'll be 26 next week. And I realized the conversation I was having with him, and he's not a dad yet, but was very, um, I don't even know how to, it was like talking to a young younger co-worker or something like that like profound yeah, yeah like much more of a perfect you know it was still dad conversation but much more professional on how to how to do things yeah i um it's funny you bring that up because i just made a post a couple days ago about it that uh he takes a lot of left turns uh, on this yeah, show. <laughs> we call it left turns when we get going on this show and all of a sudden the next thing you know we're like so what's your favorite soup it, it, it had nothing to do with it. We're going to make a left turn here. We got to talk about this. Left turn. Uh, no, I just made a post about this the other day because my younger son, he's a junior in college, and he called me up, needed my help with something, needed my input. And he was writing it. He was responding. He's doing internships now. So he was he was going to respond to a, a, a job that uh, is coming up for him and wanted to respond to the person that wants to interview him. And so he wrote out this email and he's like, hey, I just need you to proofread my email for me that I want to send back to them. And I didn't have to change a thing. I read it. I'm like, it's perfect. Let it, let it fly. And, uh, but still our dad journey doesn't end. It evolves. Yes. And right now it's evolved into this kind of this support system guidance, you know, that type of, you know, you know, advice, they can take my advice or leave it. But if they ask me for advice, I'm going to help them out. You know, that's amazing. So as you've gone through this journey and, and it's funny uh, as we're coming up to this, I recently watched, I can't remember the name of the show that uh, 
the one Ed O'Neill's been on for years after he did Married with Children. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but yeah, he's got the stepson. He's got the stepson and and all the and yeah. he talks about they were doing like a dinner and he's like when they're little, you know, you have this newborn baby and you're holding them. And then the next thing, you know, it's a toddler. And it's, he talks about that journey and it was like, wow, it's very profound how it moved along as you've started your journey. And you thought about advising folks on being a dad and how these different journeys happen. Was there a first moment you thought of as this is my first moment of, I guess for lack of a better word, dadding, like being a dad, like this was my first like moment of coaching as a dad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, a lot of those things happen uh, as your, you know, son, daughter, whatever it is. A lot of those things happen as they age. Right. So it could be from an infant, you're still coaching and guiding them and, and helping them. You know, maybe they're trying to figure out how to crawl. Maybe they're trying to figure out how to walk, you know, that kind of thing. So you're still that, you're still that dad and your dad journey starts when that baby's born. That's when your role really begins and how you, how you adjust or uh, how you uh, adapt is based on the age that they go through and the different things that they pick up as they, as they, uh, as they get older. So it, it's just, like I said, it evolves over time. And, you know, you get, I like to tease with dads because they get through those teenage years and, you know, when your kid's younger, you know, they want to hug you goodbye and, and they, you know, all that stuff. But then when they hit the teenage years, they want nothing to do with you. And I tell my, I tell the dads that I coach, I said, listen, they're trying to find their independence. They're trying to find and discover who they are, allow them that longer rope to be independent, to learn who, who they are and, and struggle through challenges that they may face. Um, let them learn those things, uh, because over time they're going to come back. They're going to come back to you. And I like to say it's right around the age 19, maybe around that age that they start to come back. And as long as that bond is, is strong when they're younger, um, and continues on through their teenage years, um, they always come back. Yeah. The only time you don't have to worry about if they're, they're not showing you affection is if you come from an Italian household, you're good. There. <laughs> That's the only time you, you don't have to worry about it. It's, it's an Italian man thing that you will get your affection. You, you, your kid will still hug you and everything, but, but you know, it's, it's a great point that, you know, I, I can actually remember. It's funny you bring that up. And I'm wondering if you've had the same experience when my kids first did that, like they didn't want to hug me so much. They didn't want to. And I'm that dad's like, why, why are you not hugging me? Like you right. need to come hug me. But I can remember the first time and almost feeling hurt by it. Like, did I do something wrong? Mm -hmm. do, do you remember that experience? Yeah, was, yourself? My, my boys were right around the fifth grade, sixth grade age. That's about the age that they started like, yeah, you know, this isn't cool anymore, dad. I don't, I don't. And for me, I was okay with it. I understood it. I got it. As a guy, I got it. My wife, not so much. She's like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> that, that's not supposed to happen like that. I'm like, let, let them be. Let them be. They don't want to be embarrassed. And even though they probably wouldn't be embarrassed, they, they feel like they would be. So let it, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you bring up another good point about that those teenagers, I think for most men, that is the most difficult time 
because we have in our mind who our kid is and who they need to become. And they're looking for that, that way to stretch out and be independent while still looking back and going, do you see me? Am I mm -hmm. all right? Um, what are some of the things that when you're coaching dads through this and hearing their journey, what are some of the things that you tell them? It's okay. Relax. It's not as bad as you think it is. What are some of those moments? Well, I think one of the things that I tell dads is you have to learn to, to have patience because dads don't have patience. We just, we just don't. Um, so dads have to learn how to have patience with their kids. Um, and the other thing that I like to tell them is, um, the communication, the way that you talk to your child or your, or your teenager, um, is important. How you talk to them is important and how often you talk to them is important. I think for my boys in particular, when they were going through those teenage years, we allowed them the freedom. And I always told my boys, you'll have as much freedom as you want until you mess up. When you mess up, I'm going to reel that, that rope in a little bit and you're going to have a little less freedom. <clears throat> so if for, for us, I told my boys, listen, when you come home, this is a safe space. We can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. And because my boys were in sports, I always referred to it as a, as a team. We're a team. I'm on your team. I'm your teammate. So whatever it is that you've done or haven't done, I'm going to help you through it. I'm there to support you. So for dads that are struggling with teenagers right now, just make sure you have the level of communication that you have with them and keep that up. Also, the other thing that I'll tell you is for dads in particular, know who your kids are hanging out with and, and it goes a step further, know their parents Amen. because little Billy may be a doll and an angel when he's in your house. But if you meet his parents and they're train wrecks, you can pretty much count on little Billy being a train wreck when he's not around uh, supervision when he's not being supervised. So I say, know your kids' friends and know their parents very well, because that'll tell you a lot about the child. <laughs> so I got to tell you a story. And folks, if you're just popping in right now, we've got Brian Ward of Dad Up Podcast. If you want to find him, all of his social media is at Dad Up Podcast, and his website is dadup.tribe.com, which fits right into that team theme. Um, interestingly enough that you bring that up. So this past Halloween, my 13 year old looking to spread his wings, you know, uh, get out there. He was like, Oh, I want to go trick or treating with my buddies. They're, they're everything. I said, That's fine. I'm going to meet their parents. And, uh, he was like, Whoa. I'm like, son, I've done this your whole life. I know you're 13. I'm going to meet their parents. And if I don't approve of their parents, we'll leave at that moment. You've got the wrong dad right now. And he's like, well, we get there and I see the dad and I go, I know you. He goes, you look familiar. I was like, do you have an older son? Well, come to find out his older son wrestled with my older son. His older son's now a first lieutenant in the Marine Corps uh, in an artillery unit, which I think we ended up figuring out that the unit he's in, he's with, I think it's 11th Marines out in Cali is my old CEO, who's a full bird colonel and a good buddy of mine, is his old command. <laughs> and as we're talking, the mom goes, looks down and goes, your kid played football also. I was like, yeah. She goes, oh. So I knew the parent. We get to wrestling with my five-year-old one, one day. 
sure enough, here comes the dad in because he was a wrestling coach and one of his kids still wrestles. So I was like, son, I know these people in passing. I know who they are in passing. I'm comfortable right now. And it was one of those kind of things where it, it set me at ease because I'm still, I, I admit to it. I'm a Marine Corps dad. Like <laughs> what, what's going on? Who are you hanging out with? What's your, what's your exit strategy? What, what are, what are our plans? I'm that guy. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm, it's never going to leave me. But <clears throat> I think the other flip to this is in all your dad coaching, we've all seen over the years, all these um, new things like this is how you should dad. This is how you should parent (laughs) the stupid, you know, everybody gets a trophy. I'm a big Gary V fan. I think he's absolutely right. You we ruin children with these. Everyone gets a trophy. Um, But what are some of the trends that you've seen that, you know, in your, in your journey that you're like, I'll be damn, I'm not doing this as a dad. And, or things that you have looked back and went and said, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I could have, that would have helped me. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> there are, uh, there are a lot of things that I have messed up on as a dad. I still mess up today. Dads make mistakes all the time. Um, I think one of the things that I have learned over the years for me is that I have to learn to, I've had to learn to own my mistakes. Sometimes uh, there, I mean, there were times when my boys were growing up that I was like, no, 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 this is, this is how I was raised anyways. It's my way or the highway kind of thing, right? So no, this is how it is. I don't care how you feel about it. This is how it is. Uh, And I've learned that doing that isn't necessarily the best approach. Um, I have to be able to accept when I was wrong about something and let them know it. Hey, I messed up. This is where I made a mistake. And I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to work on it going forward. Um, So I think it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of uh, just kind of trial by fire. You know, they say, they say, they say in, in school, you get the lesson and the test. Well, when you have a child and you're a parent, it's the test, then it's the lesson through life. Right. So absolutely. God, great analogy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where you just have to, uh, you have to kind of struggle through it as you go along as a dad. It's, it's tough, but it's fun and it's rewarding uh, as long as you uh, put the work in. Now, when did you realize as a dad that you weren't cool anymore? <laughs> uh, probably around that. Uh, yeah, my boys were, you know, 11, 10, 11 probably 10, 11, something like that, 12, maybe. Uh, It's funny because when my boys were younger than that, they were fans of the sports teams that I was fans of. They wanted to go to Home Depot with me. They wanted to watch NASCAR with me, all those kinds of things, right? Uh, As that, as they got older, it was, they had their own teams and they were, they were rooting for their own teams. They had no interest in, in my team. And (laughs) I'm not hurt. I'd hurt when your kids do not root for the same team as you are. For those of you that don't have children, and you, as a parent, once you do, you will be like, my kids have all worn Ravens gear and Baltimore Orioles gear. And then they hit a point where they're like, I like the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And I'm like, you can live outside. Yeah. Not in my house. You're not yeah. to me in my home. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about Baltimore Ravens. Uh- <laughs> hey, 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 hey. 
I am. Uh, I, I almost sometimes I cringe when I tell people the the, the team that I'm a fan of. But uh, Steelers? You're you a Steelers fan? No, no. I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. So uh, you know what? I mean, just because I mean you have to have a knife scar um, <laughs> to be a fan. You know, that's, I mean, isn't that kind of like part of it? Like, hey, I'm a Raiders fan. Somebody stabs you, you're like, there's your knife scar. Right. Yeah. yeah so I, my boys had the Raiders jerseys when they were younger. And then all of a sudden, my I have an uncle that uh, who's now passed away, but he lived up in Washington and he was a big Seahawks fan. And he sent my younger son a Seahawks jersey. And all of a sudden, my younger son's a Seahawks fan. And he's to this day at the age of 21, he is still a diehard Seahawks fan. Disowned now. I, I mean, there's more teams. I mean, the 12th man is pretty impressive. You can't take that away from Seattle. That 12th man is pretty impressive thing. And and I will tell you, when I realized that was no longer cool, was the first time I realized I used the word poopy and talking to grown folks. I was like, well, oh yeah, that's- I have to go change a poopy. And I went, I yeah. guess my cool factor is gone at that moment. Yeah, uh, I, I think the podcast would end if you use the word poopy with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, we're gonna go poopy right now. We're gonna take a poopy break. Yeah, at that point I realized as a parent, I was like, Yeah, the terms that I'm using, you, you got your baba, you, you know, yeah. go night night. You know, I was like, Yep. Yeah. Now I do like to tease my boys about the stuff they used to say when they were younger. Oh, really? Like you can yeah. say it here. Yeah, my younger son, his he he could talk, but his word for milk was unga. I don't know where it came from. That was his term. I went unga unga. He wanted mm-hmm. milk. Okay. I so we could tease them about stuff like that. Um, my uh, father-in-law, um, he, they didn't. When my older son was younger. They did not have like this set term like grandpa or papa or anything like that. Okay. And my my mother-in-law told my son when he was younger, said he's grump. He's grumpy. That's what she said. So he, because he couldn't say, he couldn't say grumpy. He said gumpy. So I have eight or excuse me, seven nieces and nephews. And he, he's unfortunately, he's now passed away, but all the way up until his passing, he was, he, I mean, still today, he's known as gump. That's, his, that's he's, he's known as gump. So my grand, my grandmother um, was always grandma, Grandma G- Grandma Judy, you know, all her whole life until my mother and I moved. Uh, my parents divorced and we got a new house and we moved. And she was barking orders to everyone. And I was about 11 years old. And I was like, what's up with Grandma G.I. Judy? <laughs> and that shit stuck. G.I. Judy was was her forever and a day. Uh, real, real quick here. Uh, Tom says, no, 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 not, no, the, no, Eagles. not the Eagles. I'm, I'm with you. A uh, very important question. This comes in every show at some point. Nate wants to know before your podcast interviews, do you have a best meal? Do you have a meal or something that, that you do like food wise to prep or even post? We'll even say post uh show. <laughs> uh, my favorite meal. I like a really good, I'm a guy guy. So I like a really good steak ribeye something like that that's what i like to go to uh that's my that's my go-to meal ribeye. so you're yeah. we, we, we did uh we did uh smoked ribeyes uh oh, wow. for for uh christmas i'm a i'm a new york strip I'm a, i like okay. the new york strip. I, like, I need that fat back cap 
going there. I've always been a New York strip kind of a person. My dad yeah. was uh, my dad was T bones. He liked T bone steaks. Oh really? <laughs> no, yeah. We go out to a restaurant or something. I mean, that's the first thing I look for on the menu. Is what's where's the ribeye at? So. I, I I respect that completely. Can definitely re- respect that. So now, how often you know? Because I love the concept of your show. I catch your videos all the time. And folks, if you're not following Brian, please go follow Dad Up Thank Podcast. Um, the videos that he puts out. There was a topic that just, oh God, what was the topic the other day? We said we, we needed to discuss um, on, on one of your videos. You, you did a video and I said, man, we really need to, to talk about that topic. Oh man. I'm I'd, have, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. You do a fair, you do a fair amount of videos, but I try to do one a day. I try to do one. That's what my editor tells me to do. He's like, you got to do one a day. Uh, well, okay. well, the thing about it is, is, is you hit such topics that I got to tell you, you know, when I'm watching these or, or we're addressing them, they really uh, hit home as a dad. And, and they're, here's the best part about it, folks. None of them are these over-the-top, abusive, like, your kid's a punk. Make sure you beat him like he owes you money. All these fussy <laughs> kids out here in America, they don't know what it's about. It's none of that crap. It's... Hey, you know, my son called me and, and had a question for me about something. Uh, it was the when it rains video. When it rains, the uh, real quick, find the world's craving around, caving on around us. Yeah, your world's caving in around you and as a parent, and you know things, lives can change. Curveball's thrown at the moment. It's that when I'm reading it as you're talking. <laughs> uh, how do you respond? How do you? Re- and that that's what it was. We're going to talk about that, how you talk to your kids when they feel like, their world is, is caving in around them, but, but make sure you're checking Brian's stuff because I can tell you right now, I love your approach. It's not so make sure you rub a little Jimmy's head and Susie's head. They're going to feel better. Make sure you sit down and you're going to yoga pose with them and everyone's going to do a downward dog. and We'll all feel better. It's none (laughs) of that. And it's not this, like, make sure you send them out and get a switch. Make them pick (laughs) their own and beat them. It's not that it's, Hey, be an adult, treat your kids in a respectful manner, make sure they know you're still the coach. You're still the dad in this environment. So make sure you're checking out. But, but that topic really hit home for me. Cause again, I have, my sons are, you know, I have a 29, 29 year old son, 27 year old daughter, 22 that are about to be one that is 26. One that's about to be 26, 24, 19, 13 and five. Oh, wow. And six of them are boys, two of them are girls, not counting even my grandkids. But, and I have to deal, you know, when they don't contact, one of them contacts me all the time, but most of them don't reach out until it's almost at that point where, you know, it's, it's the sand, the, the water's rushing up to the sandcastle. How do I keep it up, keep it up? So how do you approach your kids when it does feel like, the world is caving in around them, regardless of their age. What is, what's some of the approaches you've used that have worked or, or you've advised others or even heard from yeah. others? <clears throat> For me in particular, um, you know, this particular day, there was a couple things that had gone on uh, and it just felt like everything was overwhelming. And uh, my son was dealing with some stuff and I had to, uh, you know, as a dad, I had to say, okay, I had to stop, get myself in check and say, okay, this is what we need to tackle. And I sat down with my, my son and I said, Hey, what's going on? Let's talk about it. And then it was all more for encouragement to say, Hey, 
everything's going to be okay. That's number one is reinsuring them. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to get through all this, but we need to set a game plan. We need to, we need to, so first you're acknowledging it, right? You're acknowledging what they're saying to you. Then you're saying, okay, everything's going to be all right, but we need to, we need to put a plan in place on how to tackle these things and reassure them as you go through these approaches with them, reassure them that, Hey, we're going to do step one. Then we're going to do step two. Then we're going to do step three. And that kind of helps them. It almost makes them feel like the burden is off of them because you've talked to them, you've helped them through it. You've given them, you've helped them with a plan on how to tackle everything. Um, those, those are important when you're, when you have a million things going on around you. And for us as, as, adults we know that right in everyday world we have we have things that happen every single day that it feels like we're we're being pulled in 10 different directions you've got like 47 kids so you feel like you're being pulled in <laughs> different directions yourself right so oh, yeah. you have you have to be able to to um, put a plan in place and, and tackle each thing as they come and reassure your child because i think that's the biggest thing the, the more support and love that you show them the easier it is it's gonna the easier it is for them to get through it uh and i'm not saying like you said earlier you know rub little johnny's knee and tell him everything's gonna be okay i'm not saying that kind of soft approach but just reassure them hey hey dude i know you i know you feel overwhelmed right now i know you're you're struggling with some stuff right now it's all good we're all we're gonna get through this i'm gonna help you through it we're going to put a plan in place and we're going to tackle these things and we'll get through it. Everything's going to be okay. That's so, I, that's some of the most, and that's sound advice that we, any one of us should be using. And just as a dad, you know, being able to execute, that's look, you get a lot of applause. You get all the applause today, brother. Cause these are things that I think the other side that for a lot of us as dads, we execute and it gets done. And I love your, the test comes be before the uh, actual lesson, but I think being able to reach out and listen to other people. And, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm a big fan of asking other parents, mm -hmm. seeing what they did, yep. talking to other parents, not necessarily your own parents. If, if you have them, you felt like they're a good judge, go for it. But if you feel like you're all jacked up as a person because of what your parents did, you know, you may not want to do that, but it's worth it to ask um, what, you know, do you have people that you say, Hey, before I make this decision or after I've made this decision, not necessarily just your, your, your wife or somebody, but another dad that you like to reach out to. Yeah. So I've got several, but <clears throat> um, kind of feeding into what you're saying there. I actually, a couple years ago, um, created, I came up with this idea and I thought this is cool. I should look to doing this. Um, companies have board of directors and these board of directors, their responsibility is to help make sure the company is strong and runs the way it's supposed to run. Right? So I thought companies have board of directors. Why can't we as individuals have our own board of directors? I like it. And so a couple of years ago, I reached out to several individuals that I respect and admire uh, and appreciate and had a, had a good, good friendship with. And I said, Hey, I'm looking to do this. Would you be willing to be one of my board of directors? And you're going to be responsible for helping me level up as a human being, a dad, a husband, uh, in my business, my brand, my podcast, all those different areas in my faith, all those things. Um, and I had these eight guys that all said yes. And I even went to the extent of writing out a contract 
And that contract uh, outlined what their commitment is to me. And then it also outlined what my commitment is for them. And they had to sign it and I had to sign it. And every year we go through the contract and we, you know, we decide if we're going to continue or if somebody wants to dip out or, and I get somebody else. But uh, so far for um, going on two and a half years now, all of them have stayed on. And we meet once every other month and we meet via Zoom and we talk about various things in my life that I'm doing or not doing that I need to either change or course correct. And <clears throat> these guys have been phenomenal. I have a guy that's huge in he's, he's, he runs a bunch of uh, fitness shows. So like bodybuilding shows and stuff. So he's a big fitness freak. So I have him on my show. I have a financial planner on my, on my board. Uh, I have a guy who's really big in his faith on my board. Uh, all of them are dads. One of them's a stepdad. So all of them are dads uh, and they all have, you know, some area that a lot of them are, I have a few entrepreneurs on my, on my board. So these, this is an hour long conversation that I have with these guys. And I say, this is what I've done over the last month and a half since our last meeting. These are the areas that I want to tweak or that I think I need to tweak. And these are my goals going forward. And then we walk through all those things. And those guys give me guidance. They give me direction. Wow. And we put a game plan together before the next meeting. So that way at the next meeting, I can, I can talk about what I did or what I was able to accomplish or not accomplish. And, um, it's so yes, to answer your question, that's, that's how I do it. I have a personal board of directors. I call it my man up tribe. And the reason I call man up and not dad up is because one of the guys isn't a biological dad. So he's, you know, so I call it my man up tribe. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really cool. Like I said, we meet once every other month. I'm going to tell you, change it to dad up tribe because my first son, my oldest, my 26 year old, the first one I raised, I was a stepdad first and I was, and he calls me dad and doesn't refer to his biological father as dad. So okay. change it to dad up, change it to dad up. <laughs> but, um, and that's your, your, your dot com also is dad up tribe, you know, yeah. people mm -hmm. can see what you got going on, but I love your, your, this board of directors mindset. I would love to introduce, I have to introduce you to Dr. Abram Weiss. And you have to have him on. So he deal. He's been on the show a couple of times, and he only deals with. I shouldn't say only, but he focuses on men's issues and men's problems with intimacy and relationships, which I think has a lot to be to do with being a dad. Because if you didn't have a good relationship, I'm telling you, my last name might be Murphy. My father was half Sicilian. My grandmother was first person in our family born here from Sicily. So mm -hmm. I grew up in a household where you kissed your dad on the cheek and you said I loved you and. You, and that's helped me as a dad. I really believe that it's been a big part of being a dad. That's cool. But how much or how difficult I should actually say, was it for you to have those relationships like that with other men as a dad and to even ask them to say, Hey, I need this board mm -hmm. of directors. I need this man up, this uh, man up tribe to have here for me. Did you feel like that was difficult to ask them? And then how was the response to that? Yeah. So here's the thing. As men, we find it difficult to ask for help. We feel like if we ask for help, we failed. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The funny thing is you'll be surprised that if you need help and you ask for it, you'll be surprised at how many people will be willing to help you out. 
So I had to check my ego at the door, as they say, I had to check my ego at the door and say, listen, these are the areas that I want to improve on in my life. And I think that you guys are the guys that can help me. And I, I sent out, I sent out uh, texts or emails to about 15 to 16 men that I knew. And I had, a, I had several that said, you know, I, I would love to, I just don't have the time right now. But you can always reach out to me anytime you have a question or need need something. You can right. always reach out to me, um, so, and it just I just narrowed it down to these to these guys. So, yeah, it's it's uh, you have to be willing to just check the ego at the door. If you need help with something, you need a support system around you. We've heard we've heard the old saying: it takes a village. It does. And if you want to level up in any area of your life, you're going to need help. You're going to need help. You're going to need to help in order to figure it out. And who, who better not to ask than somebody that's already done it or somebody that's doing it. I mean, that's, those, those are ideal people to talk to. That's it. Well, and, and I think about it from a coaching standpoint, if I play a sport, you know, I'm not going to look to, you know, wrestling. I'll use that for example. My son's wrestling. I don't wrestle. I don't know anything about wrestling other than gym class wrestling and, and WWE you know, that's about my extent of it. So I provide him with a coach. He's got two coaches right now that are legit national champions in wrestling at, at the program he's in. These are legit guys that, like, if they wanted to ball me up, you know, not much I could do about it other than, like, stab one in the neck or something. But, you know, but I think about that. As men, we miss that mark when we're outside of that sports coaching arena we think all right i've left that life is on me and it's not gents if you're hearing us here's two dads i've been doing it for let's see coming up on 20 years even though sean's 26 he was about five so god 21 years now i think about it because he was five when i met him so i've been dadding for 21 years brian you've been dadding it sounds like about 24 years listen to us it's important find your tribe Get your yeah. tribe together. And I love that terminology, tribe. I hear it more and more now, your tribe uh, of people. What made you adopt that terminology? It sounded good. <laughs> number one, it sounded good. Uh, and number two, it, that's what it is. A tribe is a family. A tribe is a, is a group of people that are, that are family and that are close. And that's why I call it the tribe. These guys are super close to me. Uh, and same thing with the, with dad up, the dad up tribe is a tribe of community of dads that are helping each other. So that's kind of where the term came up and dad up actually came up from, I saw a sticker one day when I was trying to think of the name of the show, I saw a sticker that said man up. And when I came up with the name for dad up, it was, it was that. I took man and I made it dad and, and put up. And I remember I had about 10 names for my show and I gave them to my wife and my two boys. And I said, which one's the best? And they all said dad up. So that's, what that's, goofiest, what was the goofiest name? You oh had? man. Sure. I can't, I can't you even look, remember. That you look back at now and you're like, God, I'm so glad I didn't go with that. I, I, I can't even remember. I really can't. I wish I could. Coach, coach Ward's insanity ward. <laughs> 
please tell me there's something like that that you should be like this. I'm so glad I didn't go with it. And I was like, you know, it'll be great. And I like, think yeah. I had like I had like one of them that was like dads are us or something like that, you know. And and my boys are like, yeah, no, that's no, yeah. Please, please no. don't, Dad. The lo- I can see the lawsuit coming now. But I guess you'd be okay because Toys R Us went belly up. Right. So you're fine. You're good. <laughs> I was, oh God, left turn, left turn coming, left turn, left turn coming. I was on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I think it's a, if you have, if you're in any form of a professional world, I don't care if you're a professional cart pusher. If you're not on LinkedIn, you're missing your mark. That's how you build your network and build your people. But I I was going through this guy's profile, looking at it. And I went at the bottom, it said he was the, at one point in time, he was at like either regional or C-suite management for KB toys. Do you remember mm-hmm. KB toys? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it took a lot for me to not send him a message. Like, were you the guy that killed KB? Like, was, <laughs> were you the last one? I really wanted to ask. <laughs> I remember like KB being so big of a deal when yeah, I, yeah, we used to have one right here in town and, uh, and now it's a yogurt shop or something. I don't know how it, how it turned into that, but like, mom was never like, Going to Toys R Us was like a thing, like, oh my God, we're going to go to Toys R Us. Right. Like it was an event because it was such a big store. My mom knew that I was going to be like, can I, can I, can I, can I? Yeah. I now gonna- I'm an adult. I wish Toys R Us was still around because I would love to go in there and just hang out and just look at all the stuff. And <laughs> we had, well, most toy stores now, it, it's our age group that, that we're the ones that are buying this stuff. Right. And we're going, so you're never taking this out of the package. This must stay in here at all times. You'll be completely mint. Right. <laughs> I think I have a few of those around here somewhere. Uh, absolutely. I have an entire collection and you would appreciate it if I had to send you pictures of nothing but uh, Marine Corps GI Joe's, the 12 inches. Oh, wow. That are like in package. The only one I never could get was uh, in his, his uh, passing anniversary was just the other day was general or was a gunnery sergeant Barcelona. that's the only one i never got if you don't know who Barcelona is please go take the time go learn about him but we're gonna get ready we got to get the bar ready to close close up it's coming up to closing time so what kind of things can people find if they do go to the dot com to the dataptribe.com what kind of things can they expect to find yeah can you can you say that again? You cut out there. Oh, Sorry about that. That's all right. So what I was saying was, is what kind of things can people expect to find if they spend time on dataptribe.com? Uh, well, you'll see a bio of me. Uh, it'll take you to, uh, there's actually a, a place in there that you can submit some information and it'll come to my team and my team will reach out to you about, you know, any questions you may have. Uh, there's also links on there to all my social media, including my YouTube. Do you, are you pretty active on YouTube? I, I see your I see your Instagram videos. That's where I see you mostly. You're very active on there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wish I would have started YouTube when I started the show. Uh, I originally started the show as just an audio show. Uh, so my first hundred episodes are all audio, uh, and then at episode a hundred uh, and on have been on uh, YouTube. So it's been going now for over a year, a little over a year. I don't know. I have to ask Nate. I don't understand his question. Nate, help me out here, brother. Your, your question was, what happens when your son opens one? Opens like a beer? Like, I don't understand. Like, help me out here, brother. Just so you know, and this is going to piss Nate off, and I do this every time he pops one. You play fantasy football there, coach? Do you, do you play fantasy? I, I, I do with family. I do, yeah. 
Nate always picks in the first three rounds kickers. He's horrible at it. I don't understand. Oh, wow. He sounds like Gruden. He, he's like, he's like, yeah, he sounds, like, sounds like John Gruden. John Gruden. He's like, let me get three kickers and then like four defensive players in the next four, four rounds. And his defensive players are always like, like centers, like, like, like I never understand. I'm like, bro, help me out. He's going to get mad here in a minute and be like, shut up. You're a liar because we all, we're in the same. Oh, uh, we, Nathan, we love you, Nathan. He, he picks on me. He pick, we pick back and forth. I love him to death. <laughs> and awesome. look, folks, if you know Nate, I got to give Nate a shout out real quick. We he's been on this great journey uh, of weight loss. Uh, oh, cool. he, he's went from. And he'll correct me on on. Oh, yeah, dude! If my kids open one of my action figures, um, I would have to call Brian to coach me off the edge as a collector. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, I would have to, oh, I'd beat them like they owe me money. I'm sorry. I love my children. Look, see, I told you this was coming. What did I tell you, coach? Bullshit, <laughs> I do not. I, Nate, I'm just picking. But I have to give Nate a big shout out. Nate is a huge supporter. He helps me with so many guests, so many things. But Nate, uh, he's been on this weight loss journey. He's from 350 down to uh, 275. Oh, wow. That's I'm awesome. Like, I'm like, bro, you lost you lost a nine-year-old. Yeah, you lost another person. That's lost, that's killer. Lost. Keep it up, Nate. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, he's doing a great job. And he's just recently got into uh, doing some shows with Patty Negri and Paranormal Investigation. He's doing that on his own. Oh, I love Paranormal. Do like, you? We could, we could do a whole podcast. On. I just, oh. I love the paranormal. My wife is not a believer. I have had my own experiences that I'm like, I am absolutely in tune with it. so anytime i find a paranormal show on some of them are a little quirky yeah uh, but uh yeah i was uh you know ghost hunters uh ghost hunters i was a big fan of ghost hunters you know patty uh, you might know who patty negri is she lives out there we've interviewed her here on the show she is the medium that's normally on there blonde haired lady uh patty oh yeah and yeah she, yeah yeah and she's got her own channel now called uh nato correct me here what it it's uh paraflex She's got her oh, own okay. channel you can get called Paraflix that you can watch all this stuff. And oh, I went, I went, I was in Rhode Island, Rhode Island with family, visiting family out there. And uh, we stopped off at the TAPS office when they were, you know, when they were there. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, I'm into paranormal big time. Oh, it's so much. And anytime I have some, this is a God's honest truth. Anytime I have somebody on the show that does paranormal stuff, my gear starts glitching. 100%. Oh, really? And it's nothing I'm doing. It's nothing there, but my gear, my cameras will start locking up. And I'm like, every time guaranteed. Now, when, when you do your show each week, is it live? Like, can they interact live or is it pre-recorded? How do you know? It's, it's pre-recorded. I do them, I do them through zoom. And then uh, once I'm done recording, I send it off to my editor and he puts it all together and, and it gets published on Sunday. You're so professional. <laughs> I just, I just don't, you know, listen, I'd rather, I'd rather spend a few bucks and pay somebody to take care of it. So I don't worry about it and have to deal with anything myself. I just don't have time to do that. I see don't. this hot mess right here. It's just how you and I are recording is how this whole thing will go out live tomorrow. But like when I send it, there's no editing. There's no nothing. This is how it's going out tomorrow. Everybody would be like, man, <laughs> he froze up. Murph just talking about some crazy shit. Yeah, there's no editing. I I tried like to do that. the editing thing. I tried. Like I was 
I was very into it. I was like, oh, this is some pauses and I'll remove it. And then I'm like, um, yeah, I did. I did that for the first hundred shows. I was doing it myself. Actually, I take that back about the first 60 shows. And then I hired somebody off of Fiverr to do it. And he was charging me an arm and a leg. And then I found this editor who, who actually lives in, uh, in Italy, uh, found him. Really? Uh, he, he was doing editing for another friend of mine. And so he referred me to him and yeah, he charges me, he charges me a little, little lump sum of money every month, but, uh, it makes it worth it. Cause I just send him the raw data and he takes care of everything. That's so see you are, so I guess it's because you had somebody. I know, folks, we're talking about podcast making for a moment. But um, that's <laughs> left me. turn, left turn right here. See, that's such a scary thing to me. Like, I get those ones all the time where it's like, I'm a professional, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, no, delete. I don't know you. I've never met you. Right. I have no idea who you are. And I'm not giving you my money nor my shows. Like, I, I, uh, these are precious to me. So I'm, yeah, no, this guy was referred to me by actually one of the guys that's on my board of directors, uh, that's, a that's, really dear, dear friend of mine. And he referred me to this guy. And so since episode 100, I've been using him. So uh, that's, it's, 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 it's been going great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those things. If you are looking at podcasting folks, if you're going to do like I do, I just don't edit, but now uh Streamyard has a new feature that I have a guy that I'm going to send it to where you can actually make clips. They have a clip thing now where you can take clips out of your show and create stuff, but that's, yeah, no, I do. When I send it to my editor, I'll tell him, you know, I'll, I'll watch the video and I'll tell him what clip to use. And then he makes a clip out of it for, for reels. That's what he does. So he'll make the clip out of it and then he'll post it on my YouTube studio. And all I have to do is push publish. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. And Nate wants me to hook you guys up so that he can uh get you get you some paranormal world stuff. Oh, cool. Oh, he's like we've had some we've had some wild ones on here. That how the, ooh, before because we're getting close to the end here, folks. Have you ever look? I'm gonna we're gonna get twisted for a moment, coach. Have you ever felt the need, or how even better, how would you coach? your yourself through a paranormal experience could you could you do it like well like because, all of a sudden you walk in the house and like you see like shit start floating you, oh dude you, i here's the thing if that happened to me i would love it that's that's what i like i would love it like i see like little things i'll notice like my dog will just all of a sudden turn and look at the corner of the wall and he'll just stare and i'll be like he's looking at something there and my right. like shut up he is not stop it um, but no, I, if I walked, I wish I, I really do. I wish something like that would happen. I'd, I would just, I would, I would probably lose it for a second and be like, what the hell I'm getting out of here. But I, 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 yeah, I, I would love it. Cause I had a, I had a, you know, we, I know we got 30 seconds. I know. Um, no, you got time. I, you got like I had, I had an, an incident when I was about 12, I was at my grandparents' house and it was late one night. I woke up. My bed that I was sleeping in was right against the wall. And on the other side of the wall was the hallway. And I kept hearing this don't don't against the wall. Like somebody was like throwing a ball because it would go boom, boom. And then it would go boom, 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 boom. And then it would go boom, boom. And I'm like, what is that noise? And I couldn't talk. I was trying to. Oh, you were, oh you had the I was frozen. I was, I was in like par- paranoid state. I could not speak. Oh. And I just listened. And then finally, because I tried to get up out of bed, I couldn't do that. I literally couldn't do anything. 
I just had to sit there and listen to this noise. And then finally I heard in the back room, my grandmother's alarm go off. And I heard the thing go, boom, 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 boom. And then I heard footsteps running through the house, like through the back of the house. And at that moment, I was able to get up and I went in and told my grandmother, she, she just laughed at me. She thought it was the funniest thing. I'm like, nope, that was something there. Yeah. There was something there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, I'm with you. Uh, I, my, I'll give you mine. I've talked about it on the show. My first big like experience was um, I was probably seven or eight years old, somewhere in there. And you remember the old racetracks? You pulled the trigger and the car magnetic. Yep. I actually have one. So <laughs> they're awesome. So I had, a, I had one, the two cars and I was playing with it. And I'll never forget this because it was such a distinct moment. All the pieces to it that happened. I took the cars off the track and had set them in the middle of the wood that they sat on. They said, actually, my dad had this big piece of three quarter inch plywood that he had put up there to put all this stuff on. And, uh, they were sitting there. I went downstairs, used the bathroom, came back up. And as I walked into the room, the one car and my dad's excuse was, oh, you must have left it on and it jumped off. The car shot across the room at my eye level and hit the wall. Bang. I was gone out of that room. And, my, and I told my parents and my dad was like, oh, you had it on the track and it ran off. Well, if it ran off the track, it would have come at me at an angle and hit higher. This was at my eye level and shot across and hit the wall. Wow. Banged into the wall. Well, I found out later from my parents that the person they bought the house we lived in at that time from had was a was bedridden and there was a hospital bed in one of the downstairs uh rooms that they lived in and had died in that part of the house hmm. fuck you that's who threw that shit at me i don't give a shit who, who right anybody else says dude i had i got one more better for you oh. i had a buddy whose son kept seeing somebody and the guy was like there's nobody there you, you know stop he's like you know what do me a favor draw him tell him tell me what he looks like and what is his name right so he tr tries to draw this guy Obviously, he's a little kid, so he's not right. really drawing very well. But he writes his name out. His name is this, first and last name. Well, my buddy did some research on the house that he'd bought. The guy who owned the house many, many years ago, who is long gone, his name was that name. Oh, nope. I'm like, okay, mm. time to sell the house. We're out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we're going to close the bar up here, folks. I, we knew we were going to make some left turns here, Brian and I. <laughs> Again, make sure you're checking up. It, if you're looking for them on social media, it's all at Dad Up Podcast. If you type in at Dad Up Podcast, you're going to find them on Facebook. You're going to find them on Instagram. Even if you're on LinkedIn and you're you're looking to connect, it's Brian B R Y A N Ward W A R D. You can find him on LinkedIn. There, Brian will communicate with you. Great videos. If you're looking for the website, it's daduptribe.com. Every Sunday, uh, you can catch his uh, podcast. You can catch his videos online. They're phenomenal. If you, if you found Brian through us, I know Brian understands this, and I say this every week. If you're finding us through Brian, please give us take a moment if you enjoyed this. Give us a five-star rating on whatever social media that, that you found us on, whatever podcast platform you listen to the audio on. It is 
really does make a difference for us. This is how other people find us. This is how we find other people. This is how people find out about what Brian's going on. I'm going to go in after this is done, and I'm going to give Brian a five-star on Dad Up Podcast. I'll do the same for you, bro. Apple. That makes a difference for us. This is how people find us. So please make sure you do that for us and you're listening to his show. If you're looking for our social media, it's all the same. It's all the Above the Bar podcast, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. It's all the Above the Bar podcast. We keep it very simple around here. Make sure if you know somebody who you think might be a good guest, reach out to me. Let me know who you got in mind. We can talk about it. Um, I've been getting a lot of, I don't know if this has been happening to you. I've been getting a ton of people reaching out out of the blue and saying, Hey, I've got somebody, I've got somebody. And speaking of paranormal and all those things next week, we got Patrick Cutler coming back. Patrick did the red gate films, which have won, won some award. Patrick's very into paranormal and aliens. He's had some personal experience. He's a Patriot. He's a uh, Steelers fan. So I'm expecting that it, most of them are fake though, because we know it's the Steelers and I'm not a fan, but we've got Patrick coming back because he's looking at doing a second, uh, episode that he's actually got a uh deal working with discovery channel about aliens so make sure you join us next week 8 p.m eastern standard time again youtube facebook twitter twitch all those those different spots now brian if you miss this after you listen to all hundred and some episodes and i know you listen to every single one of them (laughs) uh but if you miss this the guest always gets the final word on our show so What's the final word for us? The final word is simply this. Thank you very much for what you're doing. Thank you for spreading the messages that you're spreading on your podcast. Thank you for having me on as a guest. Thank you for the questions that we're coming across. It's it's connections like this that we as podcasters behind the scene get to make and build the friendships from here going forward. I look forward to us building our friendship, Sean, and uh, appreciate everything you do, brother. Thank you very much again for having me. I really appreciate it. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.